0: Lace up your boots and grab your mouth guards. It's time for the Rugby Rap, the podcast about all things Western Force and the game we love. Well, hello and welcome to the Rugby Rap. Unfortunately, the first post-Western Force season edition since we kicked off earlier in the year. My name is Mick Collis. Joining me as always, Wallaby 735, Mitch Hardy. Mitch, good to see you.
1: Yes, one one part of the season finishes, mate. Another one kicks off. We're coming into test season and midway point of a lot of club seasons around the country. But uh, yeah, unfortunately, the force fell short last weekend, and now we're going to have to barrack for
0: someone else this weekend. Yeah, we'll have to find someone. We'll have to find someone. And I was going to introduce a man who knows all about the finer things in life, like having duck served to him in his corporate hospitality suite before games. But he Tessman is uh, not with us at the moment, but again, he hopes to jump in. But you should have seen him. Geez, he was best on ground. On um, Saturday night, Mitch. Oh, it? yeah, was, was,
1: was, it, was it duck pancakes, or was it just duck in some sort of just duck, orange sauce?
0: No, duck wrapped in some sort of something yeah, rather. And oh, then they um, had, he had, um, he was also tucking into the rice and the butter chicken, and then those little little hamburgers, mate. He was, he was in heaven, in his element, <laughs> in his element. <laughs> well, with the Western Force bowing out with barely a whimper last weekend, our men's and women's professional teams are now finished by the first week of winter so we'll discuss them in a little bit later but to get the latest on what's happening with the women's game we're joined by former Wallaroo Beck Clough and Beck, nice to have you with us again on the rugby wrap
2: yeah thank you very much Mick
0: now the Super W finished a while ago but I needed something for that little opening so before we do look ahead what were your thoughts on the Super W the Western Force their season this year it was a lot better than past
2: oh fantastic yeah huge improvements this year um the, the girls got two good wins, you know like a win over Fijiana who ended up winning the competition. So the girls would be you know stoked with that. Um, yeah, lots of lots of progress. Um, the Western force have just really backed them and have committed to um, a marvelous program there and yeah onwards and upwards for the girls.
0: Now, Hodjo coached them this year, Matt Hodgson. Uh, Is he going around again? Have you heard or is he stepping down? Do you know where the coach is at for them next year, for the girls?
2: Look, I I haven't heard any whispers about it, but I do know that the girls thoroughly enjoyed having him um, at the head of, you know, in that head coach role. Um, And when I went down to trainings and games, you know, just the – the atmosphere he creates is, um, you know, it's just all about having fun and a relaxed attitude. Um, but also, you know, when it's crunch time, he's serious. But um, the way he was with the girls was something I, yeah, it was really special to see.
0: Yeah, great. Excellent. So the big question is, have you heard what's happening next year with Super W?
2: Yeah, so I've asked around a few of the girls. Obviously, I'm close with a lot of them and not, not much. The girls haven't been given much information um, other than they're still um, they're still encouraged to train, obviously, with their club teams, but they're also opening up Mondays and Wednesdays um, at the Force HQ for the girls to keep up their skills, um, their fitness, um, S&C stuff in the gym. Um, and then I think they'll just keep training throughout the year in the off-season and... I think it'll be very similar to what it was this year. Um, our Rugby Australia are yet to confirm anything, which is really frustrating um, for players and people like me that either are coming back from injuries or having babies, who who want um, who want to know details because you know you want to plan to get back um, for for the competition. Um, but I, I I suspect it will be very similar to what it was. Um, even though I'd love to see a home and away kind of um, competition so the girls get more games or even an extra team or two come in. I know the the future of bringing the New Zealand comp, um, the all-picky, I don't know if I said that right, probably not, um, competition, bringing that together with our Super Rugby uh, isn't for another few years. And I understand why they're doing that, but... Um, for, for players like me who are currently, you know, or, you know, at the end of their careers, we want to see more progression quicker, I mm. guess. And that's a frustration from our point of view. But I guess, you know, the long term is um, there'll be heaps coming in, in the years ahead.
0: And then even, yes, if it's a, obviously a big, big jump to get the New Zealanders involved. But even two rounds of Super W, where they, as you said, that home and away thing, it's in Australia. There's yeah. the five teams there and what what seems to be the stumbling block have you heard? Is it just purely a financial reason or is it is there other reasons they 're not moving ahead with that because it seems like that's what everyone wants
2: yeah yeah um i i I would put my money on the financial problem um that it would be a big cost um, for rugby Australia, but you know, it's it's what we need to grow the game and um, I think it will come in in the next year, maybe not next season, hopefully, fingers crossed, the season after, um, that would be the best outcome for us.
0: And have you spoken to any of your girls that are sort of considering the rugby league journey or stepping across to league?
2: Yeah, loads. Uh, like, there's probably... Five or six girls in that Super W team from this season that that, that currently still play league. So they're able to juggle both. Um, the league season, it's, it's, it's yeah, it's not that big over here, um, so they can juggle it. But we are seeing a trend in more girls going over to league. Mm.
1: And, Beck, surely that's a big risk to the sport. While the future's unknown, they're likely to start to – Lose players and use the top players in particular. So we, we that depth that we have currently building will be siphoned off to the other codes if they don't have a vision for the, the female version of the game.
2: Oh, completely. It's yeah. um, it's a worry. It's a worry for all of us. However, I've just noticed in the last you know few months um, that there are some yeah the the league um, the women's league side of things they're struggling as well. Yeah, um, right. So I think it's across the board, maybe in all sports, even like the netball women. There's some cracks appearing financially, um, you know, uh, across a lot of sports in in the women's um, area. So I'm I I'm not too worried. I think um, we have much more of a professional setup than league over here. So I don't think we'll lose too many players here.
0: Yeah, which is which is great. Mm.
1: And, and so, and so, if if they go to the home and away, where do you where do you think WA needs to <clears throat> concentrate their resources in order to um, get more Wallaroo representatives or sevens players for that matter? Where do you think they need to really work hard on providing that genuine pathway all the way to the top of the tree?
2: yeah well they they've um rugby wa have started a brilliant competition in the tens um mm. the women's tens competition there's about six or seven teams there's more teams in that than um there are currently in the 15 side um of club rugby over here and so we're seeing more girls pick, you know picking up rugby as a sport um so i think we will see that development and they they've opened up um a clinic, like a scrum clinic on a Monday or a Wednesday night at HQ that is open to all women's rugby players in WA, you know, like just little things like that that will get Hmm. girls involved, keep them interested and know that there's a pathway. Um, But I think that will take some time. What I'm seeing really exciting things happen um, from this Super W season is I know people, this is very controversial but the import, the, um, the recruiting of international and over-east players into, into WA, I have seen, um, I feel like it's, um, it's only positive because the girls that are training around them that are from here are learning from like, you know, pe- pe- people like Martha Matteiella, who she is a complete freak of nature and she is the strongest in the whole team based on her body weight, which is incredible for a winger. And so, she, you know, she's lifting the level if that makes sense for the for yeah, the current yeah. players um, yeah. to aspire to. So for me, like if I was to concentrate on the here and now as a coach for Super W um, and for the yeah, it would be unfortunately um, bringing in some. Quality, talented athletes, um, some rugby, you know, athletes into our program. Mm. Yeah. We saw the we saw
0: the difference that made this year. Yeah,
2: absolutely. And, and Every- I think the
0: key to the key to that, Beck, is
1: you get them in the positions where they're going to provide the most value—not just their experience, but also where they can actually, where you can actually build a team around them, so that those younger players, even though they might be a little bit underdeveloped, can actually learn from them. But then you got the combinations starting to evolve as, as well at the same time.
2: Yeah, we had Japanese, we had yeah, Samoans, we had Tongans, we had Fijians, we had so many, and the Kiwis, of course, every one of them was like quality, hmm.
1: yeah, um, level. quality yeah. players.
2: So um, it's only a benefit to the squad currently and, and hopefully, and yeah, nurture the, the young girls, the academy girls and the the young aspiring, you know, WA rugby girls.
1: Yeah, yep. And you, you mentioned earlier, you just finished a session at the gym and you did, you did allude to something around wanting to have the vision so you could sort of plan your future. Is there any sort of thoughts on comeback to, throw the hat in the ring for 2024
2: <laughs> at the moment. It is completely just like a dream, like, uh, or a goal, you know, like
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: just coming back from two kids is really hard and I'm experiencing that right now. So look, if I get there, it would be amazing. Um, but yeah, at the moment it's just to get fit and healthy, um, to get back on the rugby field might take some time. Um, but it is it is a goal. I really would like. I'd love to set. I'd love to see myself. Um, twenty twenty four. Yeah, Super W. Great, right. yeah, great,
0: awesome. Yep. We'd love to and see I, you back I out. I know, there and I the, know the, the youngsters. The would, youngsters would love to have you running around as well. And then, Beck, So, looking at the um, from Super Rugby to the international um, game. So, the Australian women they've kicked off their international season. They had a great win against Fiji. That was on the tenth of May. But the next game's not till the Pacific Four comp on June 29, which is coming up. How tough is that to have such sporadic games at at international level?
2: Yeah, I think the girls are quite used to that. To be honest, I think this is actually, you know, we're coming into an era where we're getting, you know, international games seven, eight, nine, ten plus. Yeah, it's a good program. Yep per year, whereas when I started, you know, we were lucky to get one a year. There were some years where we wouldn't get any mm. any test matches in a whole year. So for me, looking at it from that kind of point of view, I'm like, well, no, this is probably the best we've ever had it. Yep. But, yes, from your point of view, yeah, we probably do need a better schedule and more, um, yeah, regular test series. But at the moment, yeah, so they've, they've got New Zealand in Brisbane on the 29th of June. Yeah, on a, I, on a,
0: on a Thursday. Yeah. So can you explain that to me? Doesn't the women's game deserve more than a Thursday?
2: I I would have thought so. I really would have thought so. Um, It's kind of really odd. It's a really odd fixture for me. I don't understand it. But anywho, um, the girls will get up for it and it will be a big jump from Fiji to New Zealand. You know, New Zealand, I think they're still number one in the world, um, deservedly. So that's going to be a really big task. However, promisingly, um, every game we've had in the last year or two with the Black Ferns, we're getting closer. The gap, you know, we're, we haven't yet beaten them, but the the, the gap, you know, is closing. Um, and there's some promising new talent coming through, um, some new debutants, And possibly, I don't know, I haven't heard, but... There's three or four current Wallaroos playing in the Premier 15s comp in England at the moment who I think they're still contracted Wallaroos. So whether they will be back for that, um, I would think they would they would want to be back for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that'll be a real interesting one um, to see whether they do come back.
0: And you talk about a bit of the change in the yard, Piper Duck, the new Wallaroos captain taking over from Shannon Parry. So Pipe is obviously, I mean, she's only, I think she's only 21. She's only really young, but she's obviously a jet.
2: Yeah. The youngest captain ever, I believe. Since, youngest captain since women. Trevor
0: Allen in yes. 1947. Oh, wow. go you, Mickey, with your research. <laughs> that's, a
2: good, that's a good, yeah, fact. Um, look, she must be, you know, impressing, impressing the coaches, um, because she hasn't been on the scene long, but she has made an impact and she's kind of now cemented her, you know, starting spot and has been, you know, um, has, yeah, the task of being captain. I, I don't know. uh, It's a new era. You know, I, 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 uh, for me, I think life experience is a really big one as a captain.
0: Captain, yeah.
2: And and I don't mean to be negative, but, like, it'll be um, interesting to see how she goes amongst the girls and how, you know, well, obviously she is respected amongst the group. But, um, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how she goes.
1: Yeah. There's always a lot on the plate, the skipper, isn't there, Beck, when you're talking about referee management, player management, and then you've got to take care of your own game. And then you're in the heat of heat of battle against some of the best in the world at the same time. So yeah, it's a pretty tough gig.
2: It is a tough gig and and honestly sometimes it's 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 a it's a job you sometimes don't want. It's like, you know, I it's too much for some people. You know, I've been in that role sometimes, even just at Club Clubland and you're just like, oh, I just want to play footy and have fun. Mm. That's so, yeah, one of the, no, one of the big reasons
1: one of the big reasons why mick collis declined to captain australia in sudoku
2: exactly i just went vice
0: captain that's yeah. right you get a bit of glory just um, that's not the too best much
2: role. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then beck so they got the pacific four tournament that's uh games against the u.s and canada as well as new zealand are over there and then the, the new thing that's been announced is this competition in october i'm not sure what it's called we probably should know but it's um, we we I tried to explain it a few episodes ago, but it's basically a world competition with three divisions that's got promotion and relegation. We, I think there's six teams in each um, each division, so that's obviously a really exciting development for the girls.
2: Yeah, yeah, I've only just seen that recently on um the, yeah um it's you probably know more than me, Mick, but it looks it look it looks great. It's giving other countries a go. That's the main thing for me is. There's not enough um, competition at the, you know, at the in the top 10, say, in the world. Um, so they're, they're trying to develop the, I guess, the nations in that bottom tier um, to come up. And, it, yeah, I'm all for it. Um, but I just don't know any, yeah, I really don't know much. Sorry, Mick.
0: That's right, because we were debating, because Australia, if if Australia, they take three out of those four Pacific um The Pacific Nations Cup will go up and whoever finishes fourth will be in Division 2. Mitch Hardy thinks that Australia would be better off being in Division 2. As a player, would you rather be in Division 1 up against the teams where you might not win a match or in Division 2 where you're going to be winning?
2: Uh, Division 2, you know, winning always beats losing. (laughs) You I go. never. I, yeah. <laughs> oh,
1: there you go, Vic. Oh, I thought, you, I thought you'd say Div One. Always got to play against the best in the world. But sometimes winning does give you a bit of a lift, doesn't it? Because if you win think, Division Two, you go to Division One.
2: Yeah, that's right. You need to build confidence with winning, and you know some players talk about this like winning culture, and I do think it it's, it does exist. Um, and it's a it's a mental game sometimes, so. Yeah, I would go. Um, let's build some confidence and some wins under our belt, and then you know, yeah, have and a go at go the big guns. And then, yeah. go up. and
1: because you're still playing internationals, you're still playing, you're, yeah. you're still traveling the world around the world, playing different countries from around the world. And I think I think it was a top six, Mickey. I think there were pools of six. Yeah, pools memory. of six. Yeah, yeah, six from six from the, uh, three from the north, three from the south, in the top division, and then then cascading from there on. So yep. wow. you're likely still you're likely still to come up against some really high class opposition especially with the USA, Canada, um, yeah. the the French, the Irish Irish English um, yep. The, the English plus the Kiwis, um, the Argies will probably be a developing nation. The Japanese are certainly a developing nation. Then you've got the Fiji and the Pacific Islanders. So there's there's a massive amount. I mean, I think Papua New Guinea might be a little bit further down the list after last weekend's result
2: oh, against yeah. Fiji.
1: But but at least those matches are occurring now, whereas, as you said before, back it was few and far between. Yeah, they're test, they're test
2: caps. They're international test caps, and you never, as a – Player say no to them um mm. and you yeah, know it's great for the game world rugby is obviously you know putting some really big you know putting in some big bucks behind this
0: now would, hello Heath Tessman Heath Tessman's um has been has joined us good to see you Tess oh, I've, been here, what you? I've what, been here the whole what, time what, you just haven't, welcome to the panel, haven't hey. brought me in yet
1: yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's just wiping <laughs> the duck wiping the duck off the off the chin. Oh yeah. <laughs> Mick
1: was telling us all about your appetite on Saturday night, mate. <laughs> he looked like he hadn't eaten only in 3 you'd... days that bloke. Funny you took photos. <laughs>
0: hey Mick, uh, you're talking about all these test matches on a personal note. Would you will you be um disappointed that uh, because you didn't have the opportunity to play so many tests. When they end up putting up the honour rolls of number of games played, that your 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 name's going to be slowly yeah. dropping down the ladder.
2: I guess that's the nature of the beast, isn't it? It, it happens in men's rugby too. Um, yeah, I have thought about that actually, um, but I can hold that. Um, hold that. I was a. I think the joint. I think I was joint. Highest test cap for a few months or even a year, maybe. <laughs> yeah,
1: you're at the um, top. You're at top of the table there for a period yeah, of time.
2: I, I, had you a, say I had a most cap, most
1: cat yes. Wallaroo at one yeah. point yeah. Yeah. in time. You can put that yeah. in your resume. Most cap Wallaroo in the years of you know yeah. 2000 and something yes. and 2000 something. Yeah,
2: yeah. something to put yeah, on yeah, the yeah. resume. But yeah, yeah. no. um the, the caps the girls are going to go through the roof which is fantastic like mm. this is all we've ever wanted so um yeah i'm waiting to see um a girl crack you know a, a wallaroo crack the 50 you know um yeah. the half ton and then hopefully a big hundred in you know in my lifetime that would be really mm. really cool
0: because i think some of the england girls have played 100 haven't they
2: oh yeah oh yeah. there's there's plenty of them um
0: which is amazing that we're so far
2: behind correct but you know what's interesting though the kiwis aren't too far behind well too um there's not many of them that have cracked i don't think they have cracked fair. for fifty. yeah okay so they then they haven't had much of a um a crack either so and they're 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 number one in the world so um poor england
0: and can can women can a female player live on her rugby earnings in australia this stage
2: no a big fat no um we we're making we're making progress um the western force are trying to um make the super w girls like part-time employees so that's that's big um Mm. so they'll they'll be earning something but part-time part-time wage you can't live off that um and i believe the same yeah all over the, the country and um, internationally as well
0: because do you get top-ups do they have top-ups if you're a, if you're a wallaroo do you get a top-up from rugby australia
2: yes I believe so um but i don't think it's much a yeah,
0: bit of, bit of petrimony and yeah. yeah yeah
2: so it's sad but it's starting you know but it's, it's getting there
0: yeah it's got to start somewhere and i think uh yeah. it's heading in the right direction which is great sure. yeah,
1: yeah. Wait. so Beck you've been watching a bit of the western force this year the men how do you how do you some up their season.
0: Now it's over.
2: Ah, uh, you know, gut-wrenching to not make finals to be f- to be fair. You know, we should have, could have made finals last season. And it's the same kind of story this season. It's like so close, but yeah, um, not close enough. So I devastated for the boys. Um, because I really felt like they had some, you know brilliant games and then some really average underperforming games and you just yeah you just you can't make finals you know playing games like that playing you know average Mm. um yeah i i think um yeah yeah gutted is all i can say
1: Mm. do you think they've got a base there to grow from do you think there's there's elements there that you're thinking oh yeah maybe next year there'll be a couple more places up the ladder or do you think we're going to be spinning our wheels?
0: I've been saying that since, since 2006, Mitch.
2: Well, this is, the, this is the sad reality. I don't know if any of you guys agree with me, but like I've been talking to a few friends and we all feel similar, same. We feel like it's like this, you know, they, it's like women's rugby. Like we lose so many players that we start, we have to start again, like the culture and the team and the coaches and we have to start again every season. And it's like starting from scratch and it's like this, you know, thrown together kind of barbarian style team with players from everywhere, locals as well, but, you know, some imports and just we, we don't build this um, player base that I feel like other teams have. Um, but I think that's unfortunately the nature of the beast over here for us. And it's the same we feel it in the women's game. We just have to start from scratch every season. Um, and that might reflect the performances. Hmm.
1: Yeah. Well, there was 20, 20 deb- debutants this year in the men. Were there? Yeah, twenty. Yeah, twenty. Like huge. that's wow. that's huge. That is starting from scratch. Hmm. And you know there will be some turn. There probably won't be as much turnover next year because Simon Cron's sort of starting to work towards things. But yeah, I just hope that that core needs to start to build around a core group, as you say, back. Correct. Uh, yeah, and what about the local stuff, Beck? Have you got out and about and watched a bit of community rugby in the first half of the season?
2: I have a little bit, yeah, with my little newborn. Well, she's not new, she's three months old now. But, yeah, I've, I've been out a few times. Um, the women, well, on the women's front, we're two weeks into our fifteen season um, and a really good competition, Um the Cotchi girls went down on the weekend to Kalamunda. They looked very good. Um, and Wanneroo Divas smashed the Southern Lions girls. Um, but that's because I think Wanneroo are doing some good recruiting and they got Martha Matteella playing for them.
0: Oh, that's the handy.
2: Cheeky devils. Handy. One rule, uh, we'll
1: throw, it to, throw it to Martha. Yeah. <laughs> she, probably she, the, she, she, it'd be like watching an under-tools game where they just throw it to the fast kid <laughs> and they run around everyone.
2: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and um, but the men's comp I've seen a little bit of. Um, I'm trying to, I, you know, I watch the stand games, uh, and
1: that's because you like listening to Mick
0: and yeah, and seeing and sing Heath Tessman
2: yeah, <laughs> um, and hearing Dwayne Nestor's voice as well. Haven't oh, seen it in that. a while. Give me
0: nightmares <laughs> that
1: oh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it does take me back, <laughs> um, and you yeah, know the comp looks good. Um, Close, lots of close games. Uh, I, You know, I felt for my cot boys on the weekend going down to Pally. Um,
0: You'll be the only one that felt for them.
2: Hmm. Yeah, <laughs> but, but the boys, yeah, they're putting in, well, from a cot perspective, um, we'd like a few more wins. They're coming close, but not, yeah, not getting the Ws the last few weeks. But um, they look good, though. Like, there's some really good uh, talent across the board um but yeah not the men's side of things yeah not looking i haven't yeah haven't done my homework sorry
0: i caught up with um with uh, jacko gary cotter out at uh, hbf and and john O'Lance as well and they just said they're, they're just hot and cold but they'll be great for 10 minutes and terrible for 10 minutes so they've got to get yeah. that out of their system back.
2: Yes, it sounds like club rugby, to be honest. But yeah, yeah, no, it's great to see John O'Lance around. Um, I went down to the uh, cot training last week and saw saw his head, saw his head, (laughs) and. it's, uh, you yeah, know, it's good that he's down um, coaching the boys. I'm sure they're loving it. Yeah.
0: No, it's
1: great. And, and Beck, you mentioned the 10 side tournament. The women's competition's got the 15s and the 10s. Has Cot has got a 15s and a 10s, or are they just concentrating on the
2: 15s? We, so so before um, the 15s started two weekends ago, we were playing 10s. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we've gone into 15s. No, we're, we're going to stick with 15s. We don't have enough numbers to do both. To do both. Um, There might be another club. There might be one or two clubs doing both, but it would be very hard to uh, sustain both. Uh, And yeah, no, it's promising. I just hope that, that that we can, we can gain some of these tens teams and, and, and grow them to become 15s teams. Mm. That's, yeah. The only thing I haven't seen from last season to this season enough, because um, that's the whole purpose of it. Really, is to grow the 15s game, and it hasn't. I haven't quite seen that yet.
0: Yep, terrific. Well, Beck, it's um always terrific to catch up. So plenty of rugby coming up. Hope you enjoyed all, and uh, thanks again for your time on the Rugby Wrap.
2: Thank you, Mick. Thank you, Mick.
0: Nice to see, see you, Beck. guys. Keep training hard.
2: Yeah, I'll try.
0: <laughs> see you Beck. Thank you. So that was Beck Clough, former uh, Wallaroo, and and great to see some positive steps internationally, but domestically still seems a, a bit of a shambles.
1: Yeah, it's just good to have Beck's um, real sensible point of view on the state of women's rugby and just in rugby in general. It's great. We should get her on more often, just to, especially as the Wallaroo season starts to unfold yeah. and we get towards those different competition. She obviously loves her rugby and stays connected to the girls and stays connected to the game. So really good to have her on and get her perspective.
0: Yeah, and hopefully um, she, we will see her back next year in the in the blue jersey, which would be great. So turning to Super Rugby in the last game of the Home and Away series decided the makeup of the top eight, and it was the Western Fours who bowed out, being schooled by a, a weakened Chiefs team. So despite the visitors having 11 changes and leaving out nine All Blacks, they just didn't give the force a chance and ran out victors by 43 points to 19 to end the forces season. And, Tess, we, we're always going to struggle up front, but um, it probably a little bit more than we anticipated.
3: Yeah, I, especially, I think. Especially
0: um, early, especially early. Early on, yeah. I think, I think
3: Wilton Ribolo, I think he did quite a good job for, you know, a guy coming on debuting in super rugby against still very strong chiefs pack with, with everything for that, um, force team to play for. I think he, I think he really stood up. He could have, he could have really folded and it was only a couple of early penalties. It wasn't so much him being dominated or anything like that. It was just him finding his technique and just that Brazilian, really low scrummaging way that they, or that a lot of the South American teams scrummage. And I think it was just him adapting, adapting his technique to, to the, the full time, um, you know to the rigors of super rugby if, it, was uh, going for to be,
0: it was always going to be tough for him because when when did medrano get ruled out do you know how how close to that game
3: uh yeah i don't know he would have they would have given him every opportunity possible uh to to make himself available so i don't know whether it was on the whether it was on the day or warm up or um or whether or not it was just during the captain's run the day before because but i'm how- guessing he would have, Wilton would have been preparing and I hope that I'm sure the playing staff would have been preparing that yeah, for him to to be ready to go because Medrano was always, you know, touch and go, was always a long shot.
0: Because how, how uh, difficult does that make it for the pack when, and this is nothing against Ravolo, but any person that that comes into a pack that's kind of used to what they're doing and have a, such a key role, a new person coming in, is that disruptive to the pack or, or do they, can they carry him along? No, it can
3: be, but I think as if it depends on the strength and the connections of the rest of the pack and the rest of any kind of team for that matter. Because uh, you know he can come in, and as long as everyone else is comfortable in their role, then they can work to accommodate him if there is some shortfalls which he needs to pick up. Not not saying that there are, but um, it just if yeah, as long as they're all working around him and working with him, then they shouldn't have any problems. I mean, he has been he's been in and around the program he's since preseason, so he's he's spent yeah, the year with the four. Him. Yep. So it's not like it's not like everything was completely new to him, or or anything like that. And I mean, I think I think something, someone new coming in, can have a little bit more of effect in in other positions, let alone entitled. Like even potentially, um, like Gareth Simpson starting at nine for me, that probably had a little bit more of a an effect on the the flow of the team, how they were able to yeah. play. Especially with, like Isaac Fines have been in such good form since he'd been injured. Um, like obviously they bring different games, and and finds he's working on his passing game because he's got that bit of a run first pass later game. But it was what the team was kind of used to, and is how they were able to get their flow and their timing. And I think even having having um having Gareth there as well as he was performing earlier in the year, I think for that game, that probably had a little bit more of an effect on on the group than um than someone in the pack say.
0: Yeah, and because they started like they started really well, like they they the fifty twenty two pretty much off the kickoff. Wait, who and started uh, well? The Western Force oh, for, what the was this for, 20, the, for the first was the twenty. What the chief first
3: try? Was about yeah. I was going to yeah, say our first
0: twenty seconds oh, were twenty seconds fifty twenty two and attacking line out, and then we lose the line out, and then it just so all we went to custard. <laughs> That set the scene.
3: So, is that, is that, oh, you would be, you would be a great stats man for a team to have involved, Mickey. (laughs) Like, we've been focusing on our fast starts, boys, and we got off to a really good one. It's just working out, just working in past that first 30 seconds.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Then that next little stanza (laughs) of the game. Then we can, that was that stanza. For me, that, that would, that was almost, uh, it's an early turning point, but that was a turning point, I reckon, that first 25 seconds. You can I'm just, just see waiting.
3: The- it looks like it, look, it looks like Mitch was going to say something. I was <laughs> He's just Well, there you go. He's <laughs> He's Mitch, what, the were the your thought, what were your thoughts on the on the game, Mitch? On their fast start, Mitch
1: specifically. No, the force, <laughs> Mickey, the force were never in it, mate. They were they were outplayed, outclassed right across the paddock. I mean, I think everyone walked away from that game, whether you're watching at home or at the ground, just disappointed that there wasn't a little bit more physicality and a little bit more passion. Um, in the force early on in the piece to really put the Chiefs on the back foot. They they never really imposed themselves, is probably the word, mm. on the game. And, and that's what you have to do against the top side. So, yeah, a bit of a fizzer, but I tell you what, good luck to the team that's going to knock over the Chiefs in the finals. Yeah, I mean, the Reds, the Reds are the only team that have knocked them over this year and they played under that skin that day. And it's ironic they get to play them this week. But... Um, you never know. Finals footies is always funny. It's always it's always the best team on the day that can that can win the game is a great cliche, but the four certainly weren't in it. And you know, and you and you look at where they ended up finishing on the table, tenth spot just ahead of the Rebels and Moana. That's that's a bit disappointing. You know, mm-hmm. you would have thought they should have threatened for that seventh or eighth spot, um, but they just weren't consistent enough. And especially losing all your away games really hurt you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um,
1: and that's something that Simon Cron will be setting some goals about, I would have thought, next year when he starts to map out the season. There's got to be some must-win games on the road. Yeah. Because if you can get, get a couple of those up, they're worth two.
0: And it wasn't it wasn't a happy weekend for the Australian sides. Have you got the other results from the final round of Super Rugby Pacific? Uh, yes, I do, Mick.
1: Uh, yeah. The Blues The Blues kicked off the weekend with a, a narrow win over the Highlanders and that is a game where the Highlanders threw everything bar the kitchen sink at the Blues. but They just weren't good enough on the night, going down 16 points to nine and a really low scoring affair. Um, the Brumbies accounting for the Rebels. Well, the Rebels probably didn't give their best there. They, they were in the game, but then the Brumbies clicked into gear and just put them to bed. Um, and the Brumbies, to my mind, are the team that are the most consistent in the whole competition outside of the Chiefs that can potentially go all the way um, this year. And I think they've proved that, that they're a real finals team and and it'll be interesting to see how they go this weekend against the Hurricanes. But I think if they get over this weekend, I'm backing them to go all the way. Yeah, righto. Yeah. So, Fiji over the Reds, what a terrific game that was. 41 yeah. points to 17 in the wet conditions in Suba, and the crowd was going berserk, as we're accustomed to. Clarkie and Wikesy up in the commentary box were loving it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> how good, how good. Yeah. And, you know, it was just, the Reds just got, they were just out enthused, outplayed. They just had nothing. Their, their handling in the conditions let them down a little bit, um, which is a bit of a shame, but exciting that Fiji were able to win it's and win well yeah. and just get themselves into the final. And, mate, they're another team that can, that on their day, they can beat anyone with their style of rugby. Mm. Um, but I think against the more fancied opposition, especially the Kiwi sides in New Zealand, they're going to really struggle because the, the keys will just starve them of possession. Yeah. Um, the Hurricanes getting up over the Crusaders, that was a big upset, 27 points to 26 um, in a real tight affair. Again, Real finals football, that one, and probably a little couple of little cracks in the Crusaders' armor um, leading into finals time. So a narrow win there. And probably the, the biggest the biggest result of the weekend was <laughs> Moana Pacifica getting up over the Tars. The Tars have put the queue in the rack and gone, Oh, we can't lose six spot. We don't really care. Well, boys, you've just sent Michael Hooper off for the
0: loss <laughs> after enough?
1: 150 games. What the
0: anyway? Yeah, yeah. at least a home he's got ground, to try. Home he's crowd. Got,
1: yeah, that was yeah, pretty he's disappointing. Got to try. I mean, geez, yeah. Jesus, the,
3: the script, the script writer got the finish right. They just got a bit in the a bit <laughs> in the middle wrong. That's <laughs> <Yeah. all. laughs>
1: forgot to forgot to put the score in. Yeah, um, yeah. and then of course the Chiefs forty three, Force nineteen. Um, yeah. probably fortunate we didn't get beaten by fifty.
0: Yeah. Now, Tess. Oh, before we go through what we've got to look forward to this week, um, and Mitch, before we look at the ladder. So, Fiji are they now at the World Cup? No, no, oh, no. no don't think so. not I okay. can't remember now, Mick. Jesus. No, I, I don't know. throw <laughs>
1: questions like that. Sorry. At me.
0: Well, I'll get Tess to look that up <laughs> while you while yeah, you give get, us the ladder.
1: Googling. How'd the ladder, Googling How'd the ladder finish?
0: How'd the ladder finish?
1: Yeah, so the, the Chiefs on top um, with fifty nine points were clear of the Crusaders, uh, the Blues, the Brumbies, and the Hurricanes round out the top five. So. Um, then the Waratahs, Fiji, and the Reds, uh, 6, 7, and 8. So, you know, I'd so, love to, so see, Holland, I'd Holland I'd love to see a ninth? top six, Mick. I don't know why we have I a know. top eight. I'd I love know. to see a top six. So the Chiefs will play the Reds. The Crusaders play Fiji, which will be a cracking game. Blues play the Waratahs. Mm-hmm. And then the Brumbies, Hurricanes, which is traditionally, I don't know how it works, but every time the Brumbies make a final, it always seems to be against the Hurricanes. Okay. Um, yeah, so that's going to make some interesting results, especially leading into if there's any upsets against that top four, if the Brumbies get up, it opens the door for a home semi-final. So it'll be um, – I mean, I can't see the, the Waratahs getting up over the Blues at home. I can't see that happening. Yeah. The Chiefs-Reds, well, probably the the optimists will say, well, the Reds have done it before. Why can't yeah. they do it again? No, they're not going do think- to think- do it. Gonna, there's going to be any upsets this weekend. The Saders pg one. That could be a surprise city, but I think could be. I don't think no. so. it could be, but I don't think so. And the so Brumbies the, the cr- Brumbies Canes will be the pick of the games, so that'll be the closest game you reckon. He they-
3: that's what that's the one I'm thinking will be the that'll Colises. be the 50
1: 50. That'll be the, the tightest 50-50. one,
0: and it makes
3: right. up, you know, fourth playing fifth. Yeah, yeah, you want to see. Could be that's, hopefully that's in Canberra, that's in, in Canberra as well.
0: Yeah, okay, and hey, if there's that? some
3: upsets, it won't be the last game in Australia for super rugby
0: this year, which will be nice. Yeah, that's true. And when when's the Brumbies game? Is that on the Friday or Saturday? Brumbies is
3: Saturday, Saturday Saturday, uh, Saturday
0: night. Yeah, okay. And and is did you find it where Fiji? Who's yeah? They're they're,
1: they're playing us. We're
0: going to a Fiji game, <laughs> oh, yeah. Mitch. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> we, not? no, we got no, Wales and Portugal.
1: Yeah, we got Wales and Portugal, mate.
0: Which yeah, yeah no, I mean, sorry, on? they're in our pool. <laughs> yeah, they're in our pool, <laughs> they're in our pool. <laughs> so, so I reckon <laughs> they, they could they could create a little bit of problems, you know, for yeah. Wales. Hopefully, but, yeah. Well, oh, hopefully, hopefully whales, not Wales and Australia.
1: <laughs> I don't Mad. think Portugal will worry us too much. No, I think we'll
0: be okay with them, but Fiji, yeah. I'll tell you what, after this season, it's... Uh, so what do you
3: yeah, think? Yeah, pool C, Fiji, could finish top well, of the pool. Finish, they <laughs> could finish top of the Waza, and we could be <laughs> battling
0: out with Wales Why for not? second. For second, yeah. yeah.
1: Exciting. Knows. Exciting. We'll
0: and then, so we move on We move on to club rugby, uh, and in the stamp game, my Smoky Southern Lions absolutely did the job on Associates. They won it 30 to 26, but... Despite the scoreline, Soaks never in it. They scored two tries in the last couple of minutes to, to make that score a bit more respectable. Um, Southern Lions were down to 13 men for a bit of a while at the end and some big performances, and they were oh, a good side to watch. So there's Franz Used, the big prop, was magnificent. Oh, if Thank there was there. ever a man
3: that had the name <laughs> Franz Used as well,
0: it was that big man, Francis. He was born with that name. He was he was outstanding. Oh. And Sarah Papelli vullerica at ten was was great until he did his hammy. He just steered the ship around. He was great. They got Maxime Laporte at twelve looked very very classy. And then the, the Nabarisi brothers. We're calling them brothers, but Jonah and Melly just genuine pace. So I reckon that that's got the making of a of a good side down there.
3: Yeah, and they just they just need to keep the um the group together. That'll be the big key. And like. They had a few of their um their back rowers, like one of them was the captain. They had some of their back rowers uh, look quite good as yep. well. Yeah. Um and it's good pay as well for a few for a few of their players who have been down there for years and years like ten years playing and ploughing away, playing a bit of first grade down there, and they're still playing. So it's great to see them getting victories like that and um and getting the reward for staying with their with the club. Yeah. I'm yeah. trying to think it was uh, yeah, yeah, Burroughs and Murray as well and the big the big bloody number eighty looked like he could he could put some shots on the big slab yeah. and yeah. um and Brennan Leaf as well at Hooker. He, the hooker. Was, doing, yeah. he was playing really well.
0: No nah, played out of their skins. As and it's well. a great setup down there. They've got good facilities, players on the Barbie, lots of stuff going on. Like it was a really good club rugby day down there at Southern Line, So well done to all of those. And um, Soaks only had one player not on our list. So lucky Dwayne knew who, who he was when he actually came on and he was the, the unknown man. So that was good. Then in the other games, um, Keller finally got a win, 40-34 to 34 over yeah, the Bulls. over Joonlup, which was good. West's 52-31 over Wanneroo. Pally in a thriller over Cot, 21-19, as Beck mentioned. And Will Heath-Tespin answer the call. Nettie's going down to Basie, 57-22. Lordy Lord. What's Mate Bayesier um, are the second best. They're one of the best teams in the Culp. Well, let they me is... take it, let me take you through the ladder. E. <laughs> yeah. So it's U on Weird. top with 38. Pally second yeah. on 36. It's got to be Baiezy third, surely. West's in third on 30. Cott <laughs> fourth on 28. Soaks on 27. Then Bazy on 26, just ahead of Nettie's on oh, 21. Tight there. And then really Southern Lions sniffing behind on 17. June on 16. Rudog's 15. And then Calamander. On eleven. So this week we got Soaks up against the Roo Dogs, Wests against UW, Calamander against Southern Lions, which will be a beauty. And then Netties are playing Cot, which traditionally would be a great game, but I think Cot will oh, just don't worry north, about that one. That one in. <laughs> oh, and and then <laughs> Junal up up against Basie, which is the stand game. So yeah, that will uh, be good. that will be good, ga- and be good up Basie. game. Yeah, and then. A few yeah, so it's a good, good round. And then in the women's, as Beck mentioned um, last week, Wanneroo 71-10 over Southern Lions and Cala 31-7 over Cot. And that community grade, which is the 10s, so coming up this weekend, it's Wests against UW, Rocky against Southern Lions, Perth Irish against Palmyra, and then Basie up against Nettie. So there's, uh, what's that, eight teams in that community grade, which is terrific.
1: Yeah, awesome.
0: And then Mitch in the Shoot Shield.
1: Well, the Shoot Shield, it's all happening. It's How did it go? Shoot, shoot. Give oh. us
0: a report on the wildfires,
1: oh. Ladies' Day. That was the uh, that was the big event this week. Surely, I've <laughs> never. Shoot, I'm, my I don't know what's going on. I must follow the wildfires too much because my Facebook account just and Instagram got bombarded by wildfires posts over it's the weekend. Right? And I, it's all these they're half listening. naked, Everybody's all these listening. half naked wildfires <laughs> players for Ladies' Day and their speedos and all sorts of stuff. <laughs> it was crazy. Um, so it obviously did all right for them because they had a massive win over East 31 points to 10. So the ladies wow. day obviously oh. played it played its role, Beast. and the beasties went up there and got their tails kicked. So, wallowing beasties yeah, were wild. thinking
3: about they were just thinking about ladies' day afterwards.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the distraction, man, the distraction. Um Manly had a massive win over the Highlanders, fell in a heap, 46 points to five.
3: So wow. the Marlins
1: have just done a resurgence there. The two Blues, Kate, stay on their winning ways against the Hapless Warringah, 38 points to 24. Uh, Ramwick accounted for Southern Districts, 38 points to 15. Norse, a narrow win over West Harbour, 29 points to 21. And the students finally got into their winning ways, 38 points to 19 over Eastwood. Yeah, so that leaves good. the table. The Wildfires snuck back to the top, oh, the number good. one spot on percentages. They're equal now with the Marlins on 38 points, followed by Norse, who has slipped up the third spot. And the loss on the weekend by Gordon has put them back to fourth um, on 34 points. And the bottom four are Ringa, Southern Districts, Eastern Suburbs and West Harbour, and the rest mm. of them in the middle. We, wow. we, we
3: see Sydney Uni, all those first
1: graders will be back in third grade now that Super Rugby's
0: over. Yeah, <laughs> that's, <Uni>. back. <laughs> that's true. They just need to get through Super Rugby. And I thinking, Super Rugby starts in February, ends in end of June. May, call it, well, a first week in June for the Western Force guys. So four months. So there's eight months of, of no rugby apart from these Competitions, you know, the couple of games in Bloemfontein and and what have yeah. you, and they're, they're talking about Mand- it's in Mandra because there was actually no fields available in Perth uh, at rubbish. that time that they they could use, so that's down at Mandra, which would be good to take to the regions anyway. We got
1: but the other, we got and yeah, but where are playing, mate? They're playing in an AFL field, aren't they? I
0: think yeah, they, they need do. that from the from the lighting or oh, or some oh, uh, something. But anyway, you got a, so, pro- a, bit of, a bit of a cold up there, Mitch. So, so right. <laughs> So the the they play eight months have four off. We play four have eight off. Like it, I, no one has got no money. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: and, and they, I tell you they, what, they, there's
0: not one player that wants to be training the rest of that
1: time but as well.
0: Eight months, yeah. eight
1: months of yeah. training. <laughs> but then, but then they get all their annual leave and planned leave and recreation leave and how much do they active, need? Active leave and all that sort of stuff. And then you got the wallabies have to go into camp Cotton Wool and then all the rest of it. So.
0: I think I'd, it's, like, to, yeah, I'd it's, like
1: Simon it's, Cron to give him a week flawed. off, and then anyone who's not on the Wallabies, you're playing club rugby for the rest of your boys. Yeah, absolutely. They've until, got to until, drop you're then re- until you're then yeah. required back into uh, Western Force duty for those other games. So to, I'm, ex- yeah. I'm expecting every single Force player to be playing club rugby in two weeks' club time rugby. because none of them are in the Wallabies.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, it'll, be, yeah. it'll be interesting to see how that works out because that's what needs to happen. And Tess up in Brisbane. Up
3: in yeah, up in Brisbane. Land. It's um the same, same result. Uh, four Norths have still been um yeah they're still searching for a, a good win. They went down to South Magpies, thirty-eight to twenty in the Battle of the Birds. East got up twenty-nine to twelve over Sunnybank, 46-14. The Western Bulldogs did, did the job easily over Bond University, which is. No mean feet, especially down there at the, uh, what do they call their home ground? They call their home ground the canal or something because it's just full of bull sharks. Um, then Jeeps, 34 over UQ, 19. And the ladder has got East clear, Mitchy, will be happy to hear. Oh my Lord, on first, targets. two points clear of West on 35, Bond 34, which is why that victory for Jeeps was so impressive. Um Souths coming thir- in fourth, then we go Jeeps Brothers Uni Norths Sunnybank ringing out the last last spot. So right. Norths and Sunnybank entrenched down the bottom, but uh, and then the, yeah, there's a bit of a slide on with UQ and Brothers, two of the big traditional powerhouses, uh, finding themselves in the bottom half of
0: the ladder. And then that takes us to the mailbag and uh, kicking off with a shout out to Perth Bayswater Rugby Club. So they had a Super Rugby Pacific long lunch last Friday. They had Danny Green, Glenn Osborne, the former All Black and Jeremy Paul were the guest speakers. All the funds raised went to the All Abilities team, the Women's Program and the Indigenous Scholarship Program. So a special mention to Daryl Stops, Steve Rowe and Jocelyn Deves for pulling it all together. Now, is not one of the bigger clubs, but they do a terrific job. They've got great people there. And they've proved that people don't need a test match to have a rugby lunch. So a lot of the big Perth clubs, they missed out. They missed an opportunity this year by not having a lunch, by thinking, oh, there's no test match, we won't have a lunch. People are happy just to go and have a rugby have lunch. lunch. Yeah. Of course so, they are. So that was great. It was a really especially good Especially if
3: the MC's charismatic as well.
0: Oh, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, and they it's, just, in. it's an easy afternoon. It
3: sells itself.
0: But that was um, a great afternoon at the height. So well done. Well done to Basie. That was uh, terrific. And then uh, some news for Western Force players in the Junior Wallabies South African Tour. So Ned Slack-Smith from Pally, Jai League from West Scarbs, Marley Pierce from Junalup and Ronan Lee. Not sure where he fits in. And they'll play Fiji, Ireland and England in the under-20s World Cup pool stage. So good to have uh, those four boys heading across. I think Marley will, uh, I think he'll be outstanding over there. After his super rugby experience, he'll be going in – with a truckload of confidence, which is oh. great for him. And
3: same with yeah. Nitzlack-Smith. I'm pretty sure he's he's vice-captain of the uh, the team as well. He was for their first Test match, so he's been uh, yep. right. continuing and- his brilliant form from Pally earlier in the year. Yeah, yeah and
1: Jai, Jai started in both those games against the New Zealand 20s, yep. so he's, he's put himself in uh, a good position for starts in that competition as well.
0: Yeah, really good. And then just on, on that, on the under-20s, uh, the joy of last week was short-lived. So New Zealand won nineteen eighteen in the under-20 test match last weekend. So not as much talk about us winning the next 10 lows after the weekend, but some positive signs there for the young fellas. And then Rugby Australia has a new CEO. So after an extensive worldwide search, Phil War was given the gig and he was one of the first names mentioned when Marinos replied, uh, resigned, I should say. But Very pleasing to hear him say that bridging the huge separation between club rugby and the professional game will be among his top priorities. Now, I don't know the bloke, but it's a good decision by the sounds of it?
1: Well, it seemed to be a foregone conclusion. Everyone was saying he was going to be CEO well before they undertook a process, but I saw Hamish and coming out and defending that and saying, no, they did a thorough search worldwide. Worldwide. And Phil was the the man who was in the room. Um, So, yeah, look, he's got a... He's got a club rugby background. He's got a professional rugby background. He's got business acumen through his time at the banks. Um, I hope he has a lot more success than the last banker we had at the helm. I think yep. his name was Clive. Is that right? Klein. Klein. i yeah, forgotten him already. <laughs> um, so... Yeah, let's hope. Let's hope a good rugby person at the helm with good business acumen and good uh, feel for the game at all levels, and I think that's important. Whoever's in charge has to good have a ha, have a good relationship with people at all levels, but also um, have a feel for the game.
0: Hmm. And there was an article which has resurfaced, written by War back in twenty sixteen, and uh, he's a massive fan of the NRC, and he was saying that the. Um, the work done in the NRC was a key reason for the success of the Wallabies that year. The Phil War Medal is was awarded was to the, the player uh, of, the of the match, match. The finals. Yeah, and that was awarded to Dickie, to Dickie Hardwick. Hardwick. And and at the time, he said that a young no-name stepping up in an environment full of Wallabies and Super Rugby players to outperform them is the reason why this competition has proven its worth. So it would be interesting to see if a very vocal supporter of the NRC um, will look at bringing it back. Well, who knows, Mickey? I don't I think so. You don't think but, so? <laughs>
1: no, I don't think he will. I think his focus is, well, I you know what I I hope for is that he'll invest into the grassroots side of the game and understand the value of club rugby and what it brings. Whether or not he brings back NRC
0: in its previous form, because see in the article seen. in the article he said that club rugby in this NRC should be able to to exist, co-exist. coexist. Yeah, should it's just a matter of right. in, what,
1: in what form? Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. But, um, but, yeah, I think, look, it's, look, he's a rugby guy. As you said, no to grassroots. He was the ball boy at Warringah from, you know, from start down there at four, playing down there. So as a young have, genius.
1: Have you submitted your possible's problems concept yet, Nick?
0: So, yeah, I should. I've gone through so many CEOs with my possible probables concept, so it's a new one. <laughs> Throw it up there, mate. Throw Recent, it up there. Recently, <laughs> uh, there just forward on that one. And then as we touched on in the mailbag a couple of weeks ago, it was confirmed yesterday on the sixth of June, that uh, the Rugby Football Union have suspended London Irish for 2023-2024 season. Apparently, only fifty percent of wages were paid for May. So, that's the third official club now gone out of that English Premiership, which is not good over there. So, feel for those players uh, in a bit of a loss at the moment. What, what does it?
3: What does it? Sorry, what does it mean for them? So they get suspended for a year.
0: Yeah, they've got to they've got to prove they're themselves financially before they're. Allowed back so in, so it's
3: just this,
1: okay. So they just suspend the license, I suppose. They suspend the,
3: the license, is it? Yeah, yeah. and what yeah. they go play, do they play in Elsewhere. any? Comp? Yeah, they just have to play in the
0: in
1: what the they, uh, yeah, what, does it, what do they do as a club? Do they just go to second division or whatever? Like, yeah, that's what Carlos I'm... Club Carlos Club had to do, or, yeah, does does
0: it it fold or does it fold because it's got no money? They can't yeah. pay players, yeah, I don't know. So I guess I the know. players that it can get, get out of it will but get or out and else. try and get themselves like the guys that come here to the Western Force. I suppose if yeah, that's how you make your living, you've got to try and go and find somewhere. Otherwise, yeah. you probably couldn't live on half of their half of their salaries, I suppose.
1: Yeah. Well, there's a couple of guys on their list you'd be looking at,
0: like Ollie Hoskins. I reckon, yeah. I'm sure there'd be yeah. some phone calls being made. And then in that Moana Pacific Waratahs game, we touched on Lockie Swinton. He made his comeback after having a, a few weeks off. Now, I overheard a couple of fans talking <laughs> Last no, week, man. out at HBO. No, go there, Michael. And rumours are that he might be heading west. So I don't know where that would have come from, but I just kept on walking oh, past. Again, it's,
1: Heath, it's Heath Tessman spreading rumours, just <laughs> really right? piss me Tess? off. <laughs> He's leaking things to the media just to annoy me. <laughs> so, well, hey, it would
3: be it would be great to have someone of his calibre over it. here. <laughs> so shut
1: that right a, down.
0: Not a supporter of that rumour, Mitch.
1: No, nah, I, I, look, I'm not a Western Force member, and I apologise to everyone out there that I'm not, but I'd hand my membership back if he got signed, <laughs> if I was.
0: All right. Hey, well.
1: we, our back row mist lacked, lacked a bit of sting, uh, a bit of punch yeah. this
0: year. Lacked a bit of red well. mist.
1: Well, yeah, they probably did, but there's no point in having someone when he's never on the
3: field. Yeah, we had plenty of players who were spending time on the sidelines this year, so we've already got that quota covered,
0: don't we? (laughs) Yeah, we we do. And then uh, Rob Penny, sacked by the Waratahs midway through the 21-20 season. He left with seven from 29. He went to the Shining Arks in Japan. They were relegated under his watch. He's now been appointed head coach of the Crusaders to take over from the Ted Lasso of rugby, Scott Robertson. So is that? Right. A, he's, he's a Canterbury. What's going on there? Yeah, surprising.
1: No success, but gets pointed to the Crusaders. What?
0: Yeah, well, he's a Canterbury boy. He's a, a Canterbury, Canterbury boy. boy.
1: Where's Todd Blackadder?
0: Maybe just He's, need a, to he's, go he's
3: home. in his. He's got the assistant coach role. Oh, right. So Blackadder. I mean, not Todd Blackadder. Sorry, Matt Todd. Matt Todd's an oh. assistant coach. Todd Blackadder's oh. still counting his yen up in Japan. Yeah, not right. To be sure. Todd Blackadder. What he didn't did Todd Blackadder win a final though while he was at the Crusaders. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did
1: one he? bag of them.
0: Yeah. I think well, he not got as to a, coach. a few. Not a coach, oh, as a, oh, yeah, player. not as a coach. <laughs> not as a player. <laughs> yeah, yeah as, as a player. player. Yeah. 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 All right. So good luck to Rob not over then. there. And then the final, just a final note, it's a sad one, was the sudden passing of journalist Wayne Smith. He had a huge presence in rugby. Uh, he was a big supporter of the Western Force and he passed away suddenly during the week. So condolences to the family because uh, he was a good one.
1: He was terrific. Wayne he Smith was, awesome. was one of the yep. all-time great um, advocates for rugby journalist he was a straight shooter and a lovely bloke so yes he will be missed on all fronts in all rugby circles right
0: around Australia. Yeah so on that sad note that will do us Thank you Mitch.
1: Thanks Mickey good to see you S- too tonight even though it was only brief for Heath.
0: So oh. are you going just with before I do let you go um, your top who's going to who are the top four who's going to get through Is it going to be the top four?
1: Oh, I think it'll be the top four. Yeah, right. I, I'd love to say that Fiji will upset the Crusaders, but I don't think I can and All have right. a straight face. But I'll be going for Fiji in that game. Um,
3: I'll, 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 I'll take the pessimist angle, and I don't think there'll be any Aussie teams playing next week. I think it will be just New Zealand teams playing next week.
0: Really? Okay. Well, I'm going to go for a Fijian upset over the Crusaders. Just oh, you're that. crazy. You're crazy, man. Good man. Well, I'm crazy. And, Tess, good to see you. What are you going to do for dinner on Saturday nights now with no duck? <laughs> he's coming
3: to your, wasn't any to either, your wasn't place, any... Yeah, mate, the amount of trays I saw you packing in the back of your U, you, you're going to be eating. You're going to be eating for the next few months, so don't worry <laughs>
0: about that. Yeah, that was a good feed. That was a good feed. <laughs> All right, gents, thanks again. Enjoy the finals. Thanks to everyone for tuning in, and we'll catch you next time on The Rugby Rapids.